welcome to Sharp Dojo Series. I'm your host, Billy, as always. I am joined in this edition um, with Una Raw. Welcome to the show. How's it going, mate? Nice to see you, even though we've just spoke for about five minutes. I know, it's, it's that weird little bit where, where we do that re- weird <laughs> thing in podcasts and we go, how's it going? It's usually the first question you ask anyway in just any conversation yeah. in life um yeah so this is this is of course sharp dojo series for those that are unaware this is episode i think eight now of the series uh, and it's uh a, it's in conjunction with the sharp dojo uh looking sharps online dojo he picks who the guests are i contact them we figure mm-hmm. out a date and here we are that's pretty much how it goes uh so it's his way of kind of giving people a chance to we pray their stories, or if he's seen someone that's done a good lot of work, think I put him forward, and I don't. I, I still not sure eight episodes in whether it's a punishment or a prize. Still don't know, but uh, we've got this far so with it. Uh, of but, course, yeah. you've been a guest on before on the main timeline the SWM podcast. It came out October twenty twenty, so I assume we recorded it. <laughs> September, yeah, round about this time last yeah, year. Last year, Jesus, that's crazy. I know. I was, I was going through <clears> it, thinking, must be, must have been like the start of this year, and I kept scrolling back, going, yeah. oh Christ, this is <laughs> further we go. And yeah. but uh, so a lot has happened in that last year. So we'll start with the. We don't have to start with the boring questions. How you got in wrestling? You have to go watch the SWM podcast to find that out. Uh, so mm-hmm. on this, this first question is. How how's how's the last year been? We'll cover some points, but how how's it been since we last chatted? I mean, like I since like kind of coming into lockdown, like we'll kind of forget the winter period the last year and that whole kind of period. Then up until about April, that's when like twenty twenty one actually started really for most people. Um, but it's been good, man. It's been good just to like get back into wrestling and get into the gym and stuff and actually yeah see people and do things. So. Yeah, it's been nice to just yeah be out and about again. Um, so like I said, a lot has happened yeah. in that last twelve months. I was just I, before we went on, I was writing notes and what have you. But you're you officially made your in ring return uh, on a, a show with crowd in July uh, for Target Wrestling, which almost should have happened in June. Uh, so when you got that first booking for June for Target, what? Did you have to try and go like I'm need double down on the um, training? And what what was your kind of feelings? I think you were like with the June one, like I wasn't meant to be on the June show. It was meant to be like the other side of the bracket at that point. Um, so I was always like original, originally scheduled for the July show anyway. Um, but like as soon as I found out like I got that target booking, like I think I had like maybe four or five months in advance, like from finding out to the show. So, like, from then, yeah, I just, like, threw myself back into training in the gym, like, pretty much every day. So, yeah, it just kind of got me back into it. Right, so, so you were meant to be in July anyway. So, when, when you're saying April was when, when it started, is that pretty much when you were told, you are like, right, that's it, I need to just, yeah, just go for it? Yeah, from about April time would probably be right. Yeah, that's where I kind of found out. So, I was, like, I think I was sitting quite heavy at the time. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't really doing much exercise wise, and I was like, oh, I'm not going out in front of a crowd and you know embarrassing myself and looking that bad. So it really just gave me that push to get back into it. Same with like going back to training for the first time. Like I realised like how much I'd like put on like weight wise and like how much I struggled compared to before and how much I couldn't do before. Um, compared to, like, before lockdown, so, like, that really kind of shocked me, so that was, like, I kind of wake-up call to get, you know, back to, like, working hard and being at it and stuff. I suppose the other thing with it as well, of course, things that happened last year meant that your regular school wasn't active uh, or, mm-hmm. or going, so you needed to find a new new kind of place yeah, to go, yeah. so looks like you've chosen Respect Pro, is that is that right? Uh, yeah, so pretty much, um, <clears throat> Sorry, I started going down there originally um, at like, well, see, it was basically like before lockdown too, when like you could do one-on-ones and stuff like that. Started going down there because um, originally it was meant to be like a part of a thing with the other school, but then yeah, I just, I'm not going into that. Um, I can, um, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, I started going down there and doing one-on-one kind of sessions with um, 
DCT, Bobby Roberts, um, and looking sharp, and yeah, just kind of started to really enjoy it again and get back into wrestling and stuff. Um, and then like I didn't really go down with the intention of maybe like going there full time, but like after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I was like, no, nah, this is my new school. Like I've found where I belong, and like it's one of the best decisions I've made wrestling wise, because <clears throat> like. Compared to before in wrestling, I'm just so much more happy and like yeah, better off and enjoying it more. So it's a really good place to train. Um, if people are listening, want to try out wrestling, I'd recommend it, hundred percent. So along with Respect Pro, I mean the timelines are a bit all over the place as always. You know how this goes when I when I do these recordings, I, I kind of just wing in and out of of time of uh, dates and months. Uh, you also yeah. put on Twitter that that. Uh, <laughs> At the time, that's changed now, but at the time you were moving into wrestling full-time because after all this wrestling, getting back into it, getting going, you then lost your job. So yeah. <laughs> what was that kind of trepidation yeah. that you're going thinking, oh, I'm going to have to really make wrestling my my thing for at least the foreseeable uh, future at that point? How, how was that? Yeah. Um, and like the kind of later side of things, like I found that I started the new job that's become... Monday, so I'm, I'm not having like, one day now, it's nice, um, so I'm trying to get kind of um, back at work on that for Monday, so that'll bring in the money, but yeah, like, it was kind of a struggle, like, it was good having wrestling there, because, like, there was times where literally, like, that wrestling booking, like, paid my petrol or, like, my food and stuff like that, so that helped a bit, man, definitely, like, um, it was a bit crazy, but, but yeah, I was working pretty much throughout lockdown, out of work for about three weeks and then get back to it. So glad to be not unemployed. Did you find in that three weeks though? Because as soon as you put that out, I saw you were putting out eight by tens and you got merch together. Did you find it was it was just like give you a bit of a kick up the the arse to go right? I need to get my yeah. my uh, oh no, hundred percent yeah merch sorted kind of thing. I definitely like kind of gave me like that way. I was like I need to bring in money somehow. Do you know what I mean? Like I need to like I'm not making regular income there. I still need to pay for all this stuff so I was like right I'll just make money however any means necessary just make it um, to get by let's life on it man so that was pretty much that I mean you certainly kept yourself busy because not a weekend went by or, or tail end of the <clears> week <throat> when you weren't putting up a match announcement or a match uh, uh, result of some description so um, we d you did target in July, of course. Eventually, it arrived uh, with, with Sheikh El Sham, which is a pretty big, like actually, like aesthetically, he is huge uh, opponent to yeah, go in with yeah, for your one yeah. of your first matches back. So, uh, what was it like finally getting that first bump back in the ring? Oh, like that. Felt, I've been like bumping before on that, but like being but like in that ring because it was like a different ring compared to what I used to. I was like, oh, my back. It felt but no. Um, wrestling then um, because she came up, she was fun. Like it was a great crowd at Target. Like one of the best crowds I've been in front of. Like hands down, man. Like they were so into it, man. It was cool just being back in front of a crowd. Like it was so weird being back at wrestling for that first time. Like seeing the ring set up and like. Um, the barricades up with all the seats out and stuff like that before the show and everybody's walking about talking to each other like when you're out of that for two years it doesn't feel real being back really so it was kind of a nice feeling nice day um, great match as well like I really enjoyed it um, and yeah like the crowd enjoyed it I think so yeah it's good and you end up on on things like you did some of the holiday camps with uh, WAW is that right up in uh, Dumfries <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was on like, the same weekend as Target. Like, originally, like, I, I got told that I'd already been booked for Target, but I got asked to do the two days because there was one on the Saturday in the South Courts, but I had to travel down to Carlisle and stuff, so it wasn't really doable. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, the holiday camps, that was, like, the first one I'd done that as well against DCT. And, like, that again, like, that weekend to basically, like, bring back wrestling was, like, surreal because... It was like two of the like best shows I've done in the one weekend and like my first weekend back against like two of the best opponents I've kind of wrestled like at that time. Um because like that match with DCT as well was like he's just so good and like so experienced. 
Um, so being in with someone like, like, like that kind of brings you up to their level, if you know what I mean. Especially when you're, especially when it's against a coach as well. So he, you kind of know what, what yeah. you can and can't do at, the, at that point as well. And he's very yeah. much experienced. But when you, when you think about your trainers, of course, because uh, Bobby Roberts, uh, he's, he's a bit of a power guy, he's big beefy, of course. And we'll, we'll speak about him very shortly. <laughs> DCT world traveled. He's been Australia. He's 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 been a world champion. Uh, he's on WWE Network, and you got Luke King Sharp. He's got the he's he's just. I think it's an anomaly because he's got like this Rolodex of names and people that he knows and wrestled, and he's and he's still in his what early twenties, mid twenties, which is disgusting. Aye, he's like the same age as me. It's ridiculous. I because he's like sitting talking to him. It feels like you're talking to like somebody who's like twenty years older than you because everything he's done and all he's experienced and that like he just feels like sitting talking to like a wee old man because like, he's done everything and he's twenty three. Like people are still asking him all these mad like marky questions. So yeah. Um. So now you now you you started coming back. You, your heart respect. And um, was there anything in particular you wanted to kind of tweak to your to yourself as your character mm-hmm. or in the ring? Was there anything that you, in that two or eighteen months or so away that you you watched and went, oh, I think I want to try to do that. I want to add this. Yeah. Anything particular that you wanted to focus on? Um, oh yeah, 100%, like I'd say since kind of coming back, like there's not really a lot of footage of myself being put up yet, um, something I'm working on, um, but like I'd say I've 100% like changed a lot in my style and that's kind of down to the way I've been trained of like Bobby, DCT, looking sharp, like I feel I'm coming back a different and better wrestler, I mean with the character stuff it is still pretty similar but in ring like I feel like I'm bef- like before lockdown, like in a much better place. So yeah, um, style wise, I wanted to kind of go down a bit of a more se- like serious path. I still like doing the comedy stuff, but it's like, um, just basically don't want to be like compared to that. Oh, he's just trying to be Grado comparison because you know, um, there can only be one Grado. He's like the best at it. There's no point trying to like replicate it. Um, so, and like, I knew I could do other stuff as well, like, there was times in training and stuff, I was having these, like, great matches before, and I was going out in shows and not doing that stuff, so, so I wanted to kind of put more um, serious stuff into my matches, like, I have a judo and amateur wrestling background, so I thought, like, I can do all that stuff, I've done it for years, why am I not doing it in wrestling, kind of thing, so, started to add, like, more of that stuff into my offense, and yeah, actually, Helped me, I think. Well, there was a match that uh, I think it was from the Respect Showcase. Uh, whether Bobby went to put it up uh, a, a public link or not, I was able to nab a look at it. Um, oh, I think really? who are you against? I think it was it was it was what it was a lot of new faces. So I yeah, forget no, names. No, like no, Logan no, Lee, no, maybe. But uh, but yeah, you definitely showed a bit more of an aggressive side. Uh, I was noticing there was just le- less. Like I say, you can still do the comedy stuff, but you can you can back up with doing a bit more of the the old uh, the old wrestling bit as well. So there's definitely a bit more throwing about of opponents. Uh, so respect finally returned August properly, not not the showcase, and you went in on your your official debut, walked out tag team champion. So not a bad start to your respect pro uh, live showcase. Journey. <laughs> so, whose idea was it to to form the big beefy men with yourself and Bobby Roberts? Um, I mean, like we're pals. We're just like I need a tag partner. You need a tag partner. Let's team together, kind of thing. So that's how it happened. Then um, it was a great team. Like tag team champions first match, um, beating Craig Stevens and Taylor Bryden, two other big strong men. So. I'm looking forward to just kind of getting stuff done in the ring. Like, there's, I've got the titles now, so any team that wants to step up, have a go at us, come ahead. So you went from, from two years of not wrestling to coming back uh, in a heavyweight title tournament in Target and then uh, on, on all these camps and then tag team champion. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a bad, it's a not bad uh, comeback after, <laughs> after lockdown. When you put it when you put it into perspective, 
Uh, is, is there any particular matches like Mega Slam or the holiday camps that you're particularly proud of? You mentioned DCT being one of them. I want a match, yeah. but is there any one so far that you've been like, that's that's what I want and that's what I want to build upon? Um, the match at Mega Slam against Siki uh, Ali, I was like really proud of. Like, um, it was just kind of due to like, um, basically, I don't know if I'm allowed. To, I doubt he'll listen. Um, the promoter, but basically, like, I got the booking because Siki Ali needed a driver for the show. Got to the kind of show, had the match with Siki. I was the heel. Um, Siki was the face, and like the crowd were really into it. Great reaction. First time I was here on a show and like maybe before lockdown so yeah it was really fun um, getting to do that and then like the promoter came up to me after it and he was like oh I thought you were going to be like awful when you walked in but you were actually really good and kind of like put me over in front of everybody so like I was kind of proud of that like because like that was the first time I walked there and stuff like that so the fact they went out of his way to say that to me I was kind of like oh I clearly done something right but so uh, because the key Kind of drive you've you've uh, you know uh, yourself a bit. I know I did to bury myself there, but like do you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like if you want to get into wrestling, get a driving license. That's one of the, like the big things in it. Absolutely. I mean, any chance to get a book in, there's, there's you got to take it, especially especially when when uh, at this stage everyone's just absolutely desperate to do. The wrestling, so right. as well, just just be able to take in any opportunity. What was it like working as a heel then? Because it sounds like not something you did as you did often prior to lockdown. So, uh, and you're usually this kind of big, happy, go lucky guy. Um, what's it like working as as a heel? I really enjoy it, man. Like I enjoy getting booed. I enjoy getting cheered. Do you know what I mean? Like I love wrestling. So just getting that reaction and that buzz just makes me happy. So. Um, and it comes like, I feel it comes like kind of natural to me as well. I'm not saying I'm a bad person, but like, it's kind of easy to just kind of be a dick in it. Like, you can like put it on. Um, and like, I don't know, I just really like wrestling Siki Bali as well. I forgot to say that before. He's really good. Um, seems, but seems to be one of those underrated guys. Like, oh, I 100%. Like, he's, he's like the world, like, best opponent I've been in there with. I'd say he's like probably up there is one of my favourite opponents as well um, but yeah being a heel like I enjoy it I started off wrestling um, when I debuted in that as a heel and kind of grew into the face stuff so I, I enjoy both that's it really you just want to wrestle that's, that's the kind of I just want to wrestle I don't care boom me cheer me like I'll have fun either way I'll um, make something of it so how have you I mean, this has been a year since we last did a, a video chat. Um, other than getting yourself prepared to go back to the ring and working, what's been your kind of focus? Anything that's been keeping you busy, like watching wrestling? Have you just been kind of trying to avoid it? Have you just been like binging movies, TVs? What's been your oh. kind of habits for the last 12 months outside of wrestling? Um, I mean, like outside of wrestling, like I'd say like when I wasn't in wrestling, um, like, it's, I'm usually always watching wrestling. Like, I love watching wrestling still. I'm, like, never stop every night kind of thing. Um, get really into AEW and stuff like that. Um, TV shows, I got into that Heels recently, like the Stephen Amell one. That's really good. Um, I watched, try to think what else I watched um, recently, I've not spoke about. I've watched so much over lockdown. I got into Community. Oh, nice. So good. So, like, I just watch that constant now. Like, that's turned into one of these shows, but it's just on, like, 24-7. So, I got really into that. Um, hobbies, I just really walk my dog and go to the gym. And, yeah, that's about it. Wrestling takes up everything else, spare time-wise. So, AEW, I'm still... I've, I've finally watched, like, my, my first AEW full show, oh, and it was... Yeah. What was it? All so All Out? Was the most, oh, is that the first time we've watched it? Like, it, well, it's like you watch it weekly. Like, just you need to just get into it weekly watching, and like you get hooked. I, I keep trying to, but it's it's it. I don't know if it's as bad now. I don't. I hope it's not. But it was always a habit. If I'd watch a bit of it, it'd, I'd be like going, oh, "This is not that bad." And then they do something really like, like, like too insidery for me. And I'm like, "You just just do your own stuff. Just just." 
why you need to do a week. Oh, the other company. I don't like it when TNA did it. I don't like it when you do it. Just stop it. Uh, so, and and it's a bit weird because they they put up their I, with, with WWE with Raw and SmackDown. I don't watch it either. I, I watch the clips on YouTube, and AW have such a weird way of of putting them up uh, that I just yeah. like kind of concentrate I, on this. <laughs> I get what you mean with the YouTube clips AEW, but I have been watching like the full shows, like even like. Um, dark and like elevation and stuff like that. Like I was sitting and watch like most of the time, like because there's like some really good guys on it, like who you've never heard of before, and like they're just bringing in everybody and anybody really. So it's like you get to see so many like new good wrestlers and stuff like that. Um, I feel like they're booking as well, like storytelling is just so good. Like, um, even WWE, I still think is like doing really good at the moment. Like people have their opinions. But people are always gonna not like it. Like those people who do like it, raw might not be everybody's favorite. But it's based for kids. Do you know what I mean? It's not based for hardcore fans. SmackDown looks to be really good at the minute. For what I see, and like all the pay per views WWE. Like I can't remember the last time I watched a WWE pay per view and thought, oh, that was shit. Like do you know what I mean? But they're all good. Um, especially yeah. during the pandemic when there was no fans. Like them and the AEW done really well. I think. I think I say maybe because I'm I'm missing the weekly product. I'm not getting all this this hate of of uh, WWE particularly because I'm just watching the pay per views, and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying them. And they, they they do enough. They they sometimes they they kind of do a thing where they, they they spell out to you too much in the in the opening packages and you tell exactly what's happening, which is great because I didn't watch it. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, tell me in the opening package. <laughs> It's like they do the packages so good where you actually go into the match like, oh, this is happening because he done this and he done that. It's like, you don't need to watch Ron SmackDown anymore. It's like, you can if you want to, but if you don't have the time or you don't really, like, want to watch it because it's bad, if you think that's the case, don't watch it. It's like, why would you? So when you see a guy, like, speaking of of WWE, uh, with your kind of style and... And like a little bit of the comedy, a little bit of the serious wrestling. When you see a guy like Big E becoming WWE champion, it does give you a little bit of like going, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing if if I feel comfortable doing it." And we see him as as uh, as the WWE champion. Uh, is that a little bit of an inspiration? Oh, definitely, man. Like, I never even thought of it that way. Like, but like just the way he is, like, I'm glad he's won it that way. Like, he's not changed. He's just being himself, because I remember, like, him when he first came into WWE, he was the big, serious, tough, weightlifting guy, and, like, nobody, like, bought it, like, they tried to push him, and, like, we knew he was a good wrestler, but it was, like, oh, he's not being himself, and then, like, you looked at his Instagram, and he was posting all these funny videos, and, like, you know, I like an energy for that guy, he done that, and now he's, like, the champ and on top, so it's cool to see um, so yeah, Biggie being obviously yeah WWE champion right now, but we'll move on from that because we're going to go to some of the the questions before we move on to okay. what's you got coming up. Um, Stone Malone, of course, Pat and Batter, one the other half of your of your tag team. He's just asked. I think he might have asked this in the last time we spoke, but I'll ask it again. Uh, Favorite yeah, McFlurry. Um, I've actually not had that like McFlurry in a wee while. No duty, like no like McFlurries. It's just due to the ice cream machine and the McFlurry machine always being broken anytime I enter McDonald's. Um, but I'd say it's probably I don't know, man. Like they don't do the dairy milk ones anymore because they were really good. Um, I'd say the crunchy one. Crunchy one's quite good. I've had the crunchy McFlurry. It's a bit of a weird one. I'm the, I'm the same. I haven't had one in ages. The last time I did order one, it said, you did it through the app, and it said that it was on its way. I was, like, buzzing. And then as soon as it arrived, the wee wifey turned, came up to the window and went, don't have any McFlurries now. I was like, you teased me. You teased me with your ice cream goodness. <laughs> That's a pick. And it, there's nothing else I wanted. It's like, oh, do you want to pick something else? No. Uh, you've ruined my experience. Yeah. You've ruined, you've ruined my life. Give me my chicken mayo and go away. I don't know. The same <laughs> um, milkshakes never like work ever. I, I don't know why milkshakes just didn't do it for me at all. I don't know why because McFlurries are pretty much just the same, but a little bit more solid. That's it. Just, milkshakes. Yeah, no. I right, hmm. uh, Emily Hayden, ask you about the egg story. Oh, 
Jeez. Uh, um, I think I've. I think you may have answered this in a in a uh, interview elsewhere, but I think it's going to be even better with with seeing you actually explain it. So the egg story. I don't know, right? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if I've answered it before. Um, I feel I've told to a lot of people, and a lot of people's probably heard it in wrestling. Um, but it's basically the first time like me and Emily Hayden properly really ever met and spoke to each other, like. We'd, I'd just started training at this point, so I'd kind of be like, oh, hey, I'm that, but I was still quite shy, just getting into wrestling, um, and she'd been there for quite a while, so, like, uh, you know, one of the experienced ones on shows and that, so I was maybe a bit shy to, like, go and talk to her on training and stuff, like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know her kind of thing, um, so coming back for a flyering um, shift, it was just me and her in the car, because we kind of live near each other, and I was like, oh, I can give you a lift home, um, Kind of like we were talking to each other, but like it was still that way. It was like two strangers, and then just out of nowhere comes flying a big crash on the car. Splat. I nearly crashed because I was at roundabout. I was like, what the fuck was that? Pure screaming my head off. What the fuck was that? Just losing it. Turns out there was an egg being like fucking thrown at my window. I turned to Emily and she was just pissing herself laughing. I was like, what the fuck? And then like, I looked at her just pissing herself laughing. And then I started to laugh because I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, who eggs cars anyway? Like, who does that? And like, she was just in fits, like dying, like fucking. And basically for them, like, we've been pals. Like, that's how we became pals. And like, I always just get brought up the egg. It, it, there's stranger ways to make pals, but yeah, uh, that's... When I was reading about it, when I read about it, I think he did a, one of fly-by-night Scott Rez discussion interview things that popped up, and uh, by the sound of it, it was just like, you literally got in the car and egg. The fact that you're still driving, and <laughs> uh, did, you, did you see who did it? Or did they, all, did they fly away? Did they fly away? Like, I can't even explain. It was like at a really bad bit like where you couldn't really stop. It was like on a kind of like Joe Carriageway type thing. It was like near a service station did I go muted uh, hello hello yeah sorry the, the sound dips a little it's dipping a little bit uh, yeah, I was like yeah. so confused yeah That's, I think it was like we heads yeah well it created a friendship yeah. I suppose for <laughs> forever so it was it was worth it kind of jokes on them uh, the, yeah, yolks on them. <laughs> um, Callum's asked, he's put full fat or diet iron brew? I don't know, I'd go with diet. Like, I'm, like, I like iron brew, but I don't drink it all the time, so like, it doesn't really taste that different to me. And I would rather like, not drink calories because i trying to be a big strong man, so I'd go with the diet. Uh, might be a controversial answer for for some scotch. I mean, I, I'll, I'll split the difference and go Airbrew extra. But uh, yeah, it doesn't. I, when they did the whole like change of recipe, I didn't I didn't notice it at all. I never got a big thing about that either. I was like, that's just people being fussy. That's just people trying to kick up shit for nothing. People doing that? No way. Nobody was. <laughs> which just humans are weird. Working in a contact centre for supermarkets, you hear some fussy people and just think about how sad people's lives are. So, yeah, the iron brew thing doesn't surprise me. Uh, so, is that, is that what you're, you're kind of you have? Is that work, what you what you were doing uh, before? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was working like before it was like Sainsbury's it was for, and it was just like you were getting people phoning up like for like mouldy like oranges and like. Oh, my cabbage is out of date. And you're like, why would you phone about that? You've been at it. Like, I'm sorry, but just... Uh, yeah, nah, had I had a guy. Oh, sorry. On you go. No, no, you've got a story. I, I'm I had a guy, guy phone up one time saying um, he bought 20 dumplings, but he only got 19 in the pack. And he was fuming. And I'm like, really? Like, why did you count them? You say that, but there's there, there seems to be a running joke in this house when I get absolutely furious when something when something like like I don't know a packet of breaded fish arrives and there's two of us in this house so I'm thinking right even number that's what you want even number open it up take it out five like fuck off who's 
that. Who's having that third one? Who's having that fifth one? Because I'm not sharing it. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Half it, just half. No. I wouldn't phone the play. I wouldn't phone up. Uh, as I got just just annoying. Maybe gets on your nerves, but like to sit in a thirty minute queue and wait to phone up about it is you wouldn't bother. No, but yeah, fortunately, it has become a, a, a as soon as soon as my wife notices there's an odd number of things, she she almost gleefully asks me to count how many or guess how many numbers that how many things are in here, and I'm just going, then just no, needs to be an even number, or or it's pointless. Uh, otherwise, or just give me the extra one and not tell me that you've got less. That, that would do. Uh, <laughs> so back to the questions. We've got Ian Skinner just asking something something Tyson kid. Good question. Tyson Kidd's story. Sure, we had a, a in-depth chat about Tyson Kidd before, but you know, there's, there's, as you, as you did gift before, chance to be a fine thing. So let's, let's go for it. How much? Any more Tyson Kidd gems you found in the last year? I don't know what I told you last year. To be fair, like probably the the ones I always say are like the Cesaro Ziggler and. Um, Tyson Kidd triple threat. I forgot the other guy in it and we're talking about Tyson Kidd. Um, I was watching like um, some of like, Tyson's uh, kid matches with like Finn Balor on NXT, like the TV ones. Um, just going through like old NXT TV episodes and stuff. Watching some of his matches. Um, yeah, there's so many. Um, I think what else? The New Day ones as well. I tweeted that yesterday. Like the New Day tag matches with Cesaro are just a different level of good. Uh, so that'd be the the classics. And I mean, his character in NXT was it was it like the they had the little headphones on, and he had Natalia, and he was like the kind of just the wrestling nerd, jock boyfriend kind of weird mashup thing uh, yeah. that seemed to be going well. I, I, I love that NXT did that. I mean, they they're starting NXT 2.0, of course, where it's all kind of. It looks alright. Like I watched it last week, and I don't know why people were kicking up shit about it. It was good. Like I don't know. It's it's, it's like the Iron Brew. It's new. I want to have a wee whinge about it, but I'm all in on it. I mean, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I've got a new favorite wrestler in that Braun Breaker, uh, Rick Steiner's son. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's good man. Um, I think it was that Andre Chase. He's good. Like he's gonna be good. I reckon in it. Um, the new, I think he's kind of just debuted a couple of weeks ago in it, um, but I think the set looks so much better than like the one they were using during lockdown. Like, just so much nicer to watch. I feel. Yeah, I think now that they've kind of stopped going, oh, we're going to be at war with AEW, and they're just like, nah, we'll just we're going to just start churn out wrestlers that. I mean, if, if mm. folk whinge about. This is just going to be us moaning for a bit, but uh, folk whinge about like uh, I, they get rid of all these like smaller indie guys. But when you look at the guys that they're on top right now, it's Roman Reigns who they picked up through the Samoan dynasty. But they, they picked him up, trained him, and look at him. Did the same with Big E. Picked him out of uh, uh, he, he retired as a footballer uh, or American footballer. Trained him up. Look at him. It's, so uh, clearly their system works, whether people well, want to yeah, it or not. Um, yeah, and like they're over, like they're successful. Like, you can't say what Roman Reigns and Big E are doing isn't good. Like they're two of the best to watch on kind of WWE TV. You can kind of even say the same about Drew, even though he wrestled over here first. Like they took him over at a young age, brought him up through the system. They look at him as well. Like the bigger guys, like that does work. Yeah, might not be everybody's taste, but I mean, if it's what they want, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, arguably their biggest stars. Same with uh, John Cena. Same with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, uh, all these, all these, they're they're huge names in the last ten years. Very few of them have have been like indie <clears throat> dark guys like Daniel Bryan that have come through the indie circuit and have made it big. It's all just been guys they've trained themselves. But um, anyway, this is your story. This isn't theirs. I eventually get the Rock on or John Cena. I can talk about that to them. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure Lou's got their number somewhere. They'll be able oh, to. Yeah, you know them. Them. He's still to get the Rock on. He's dojo. <laughs> that him and I was going to say and Hulk Hogan, but I don't know if I, uh, that's probably still yeah. a little bit 
dodgy. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the, yeah. the dojo, as as this podcast is in conjunction with the or in association with the Sharp Dojo, um, that's been a really good wealth of of guys that have been through there, like uh, Hector Guerrero and and uh, I think Doug Williams and Mikey Whipwreck. Is there been a particular uh, seminar that you've had that you've taken that you've taken a lot of advice from or been able to get some feedback from? Uh, people on them on them. Um, like with a lot of the seminars, unfortunately, I kind of got like into the dojo kind of later on, just because like a lot of them, like I was working during, um, like the Doug Williams one, I was gutted to miss, and like the Hector Guerrero one and all that, I was working, so I was like, um, but like I done the last few, I done the um Stevie Boy Xavier class, and like just he's just so knowledgeable and like knows so much about wrestling, and basically like one of the top guys in Scotland over the last 10 years. That was a great seminar. Um, i done one with Dean Allmark as well. And he's a guy who's obviously done like so much in England and around the camps and stuff like that. So he was another guy who was kind of great to listen into. Um, trying to think what other ones I've done. I might have got a few more, but I'm just going blank because you've put me on the spot. Um, Always the way, I, isn't it? It's, it's, I'll come back to it. I'll just shout it when I remember. That's fine. If, if I'm familiar with the question, you, you suddenly remember, just just shout it out. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you, you've done that, and of course, in all of that, between the matches and uh, W3L, which looked amazing, the, the big gala kind of thing, uh, looked incredible. Oh, yeah, feels, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. That was like one of the best venues I've wrestled in, man, hands down. Just so cool looking. Yeah, it just looked like it looked like a proper pro setup. I don't know if it mean the photos may have just made it look even better, mm. but yeah, it looks like a proper uh, like professional setup, and it looked uh, fitting for for like one of their return shows as well. And uh, it's yeah. W3L. I mean, looking to get everywhere, but it's W3L. They they've got that little team up with respect. So you're looking to get um, more in and about um, there in in the future. I, mean, I hope so. Yeah, like. Um, Mike Mussel's always been good to me, W3L's always been kind of like good to me um, with bookings, like um, it's one of the first companies that actually really gave me a chance outside of where I started, so I'll always kind of appreciate them for that, um, and like I love doing those shows, um, so hopefully the plan is to do more, like that is, like I think I'll get brought back, I think they like me, I don't know, um, but yeah, I enjoy it when I'm down there. I wrestled to keep last week down there as well and just love the match again. And yeah, just hope they keep booking me. Yeah, that's all I can ask. And they've, they've got some pretty, look, uh, pretty looking belts, including that that uh, wrestling showdown title, which um, harkens back, of course, to the to the old Oval Intercontinental title. Uh, I mean, that would have been big when I was young. I would have probably just started to just be out of action when, when you kind of getting into it but uh yeah so you've won you've won your first title yeah you won your first title tag team title respect that is your first or if you want a hardcore belt i mean first match in respect and you won it so you must be good enough uh is, yeah. is there any kind of other belts that you've seen in and around the uk that you like quite fancy having a go at or even maybe even getting it over your shoulder I mean, all of the belts, like, um, anybody who wants to put a belt on me, I'm happy to take it. Like, um, companies I'm working for, W3L, you've got um, Mike Musso with the world title, then you've got little Roderick Jones with his breakout title. It's a pretty nice belt. It could look all right on us. Then you've said you've got Kev Williams with his um, showdown title. It's cool as well. Um so I, I don't know, man. Like any promotion that wants to book me, like if they've got belts, I'm going to go after them. Um, I'm going to work hard to kind of try and achieve that. Um, try to think, man. Like I, any belt, give me it. There's none I would turn down. Do you know what I mean? There's none I'm going to be like, oh, that's shit. It's just keep, keep a belt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take any belt. I. And so their guy at respect, of course, their champion would be. Uh, oh, there's two of them. Of course, they, they, they crowned the Lord of the Ring. So you got Frank Cross and uh, ADM. So two two big guys, but nothing for the big strong man, right? Exactly, man. Um, ADM, 
big scary guy, but I reckon I could chuck him. I reckon I could have a good match. He might, might bother me a bit, but I don't know. Could be all right. Um, Frank Ross, he's another one. He's a big beefy guy as well. He's got himself in shape over lockdown. Thinks he's the new sheriff in town, but nah, man, like, just because I've got the tag belts, I'll come after your um, Lord to the Ring belt and the world title as well. Heavyweight Championship. I'll take all the belts. Three belts, you and I'm liking this uh, this confident Ewan O'Raw because not that you weren't confident last time we spoke, but of course the world was a little bit of a different place. So it, it seems to be since since you've since that kind of awkwardness of of no longer being employed for that three weeks, and you went just like right, I'm just going to fucking put everything into this. You've, right. You seem to have just just became this guy that's like, hi, put your belts on me. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the job. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Um, so of course that leads us on to Pro Two. So you are Pro Two. Uh, so I've heard. Uh, Logan did ask. I uh, wrote, wrote down a note anyway, but Logan Storm did ask uh, what your th- what your thoughts about facing uh, the Billington Bulldogs. So you got Mark Billington on November fifth at pro, uh, pro Wrestling. I think it was the start of the fire. I think that event uh, is. We didn't start the fire, Billy Joe. And then, so, and then you've got the t- pattern and batter against the Billington Bulldogs on uh, November 6th, the next night at, I uh, did not write down the name of the show, so that's probably good for me. Um, bro at the Hole, I think it is. Bro at Hole. Bro, bro at the Hole. I think that's right. Uh, Maybe. A, hang on, let's I'll just go get the old information. Anyway, so what, what's like, uh, what, what's your thoughts about going against someone like Mark Billington, of course, um, of part of the Billington family, which is, uh, of course, Dynamite Kid uh, in and around there. So, what, what was it like getting in the ring with what? What's your feelings about getting in the ring with him? I mean, it's cool. Just like yeah, what their family's done is massive in British wrestling. Like um, their uncle, obviously Dynamite Kid, one of the biggest um, wrestlers in British history. Like done great things, but um, Billington Bulldogs, like you should just be getting in the ring with a big strong man like and my big tag team partner still not alone because in November 5th and 6th you're just going to find out we're not just as good we're much better than you so I'm looking forward to the match they're two good wrestlers but I think they're better so that'll be alright um, so you are right, it is brought the hall uh, for some reason I thought it was an iron name of event but this is a qualifier for No Guts No Glory uh, their tag team tournament uh, to crown the first ever Pro 2 Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Uh, do you think there'll be any any jealousy from Big Bobby Roberts if you if you end up coming out of no guts, no glory with, with the Pro 2 tag titles as well? You're going to have to get try and, try and to... Mm, maybe, maybe take a, get them together and get a wee night at bowling or something. Keep them both happy, I don't know. Um, no, nah, I don't think there'll be any jealousy, do you know what I mean? Um, Bobby's my tag team partner at Respect, teaming with um, my battle to my partner, still my own, at Pro2. Um, I think they'll both be, both be happy. We've not crossed that bridge yet. We'll get there when we get to it. Um, but I, me and Stone, gone after the Pro2 belts. Should look good on us. No, I mean, it's, you can you can have a wee trio. Get get three exactly. years together. I mean, there's 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 no there's there's no reason why exactly no reason why you can't. I don't know what other actor that Bobby could be if you wanted to to throw it in there. But uh, I mean, the first one that came to my head is Splatter, and that's not that's not a good one. That's that's probably not the best one. I mean, if he's beefy bombing folk, there's your Splatter. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, so you, you've got plenty. Of... That's alright. It's quite good uh, to be fair. Patter, like batter, it. and splatter. I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it to the higher ups. Uh, if, if, I mean, it's yours. If it does end up coming out, I'm not going to ask for a cut. Uh, yeah. so, but uh, yeah, so you've got loads coming up. Like I said, in the last 12 months, you're probably one of the busiest folk that, that are about right now uh, for, for having shows coming up. And is there any opportunities that you don't even tell me the, the actual shows and the events, but is there any opportunities that you've been booked for that you're probably looking forward to? Um, I've got like 
the matches coming up against the Billington boys, um, I'm looking forward to the matches, obviously. That's the start of November. I found out I've got a match at the end of November. Um, what I can't really discuss yet, but it's not been announced. But like that's a big one for me. Um, big singles match. Looking forward to that. Um, can't see anything else, but it should be one of the biggest matches in my life. Really big opponent, so I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. So plenty plan to keep an eye out for, for you in a row. Um, we do have uh, another question, which is which is our column suggests it, but it's one of our staple questions. Last time I would have asked what your favourite dinosaur was. Since then, we've added a new question, which you may be aware of, which is uh, what about in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Hmm. I'd say the cow. The cows, like, are, like even two sheep, like, what are they going to do against a cow? They're not going to move a cow, are they? Like, yeah. I'd say the cow. The cow's got it. Well, completely saying the cow. That's, that's absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we've, we've covered everything. It's one of those weird things when we get returning guests for, for the Sharp Dojo series. Is It's like we've, we've already had ch- a really in-depth chat elsewhere. So what can we yeah. add? But um, like I said, in the last, last 12 months, you've had plenty to speak about. Um, so as far as we'll just throw out normal ones, uh, dream opponents then. So now that you're back, in the ring and you've been against guys like your DCT and your Shikel Shams and, and what have you. Is there any any opponents in the near future that you're like, I want to get, I mean, other than the one that you're booked against that we can't discuss. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. is there anyone in the future that you're like, I'd really just love to get in the ring with them, like a, I don't know, an Andy Wilde or, or something like oh, that? Yeah. Um, well, I've seen like Martin Kirby's came back to wrestling and like before he was like up there as one of the dream opponents and then he retired. Um, so that was off the table for a bit. So now he's back, he's definitely like up there. Um, another guy, Daz Black, I'd say he's just another guy who's like everywhere at the minute. Um, everybody's calling him the kind of like top up and comer in Scottish wrestling. I've never had a singles match against him. I'd really like to. So I think that'd be class. Trained with him kind of back in the day. So I'd love to do that match. Um, try to think of else. Your guys like Stevie Xavier, BT Gunn. Andy Wilde, the other kind of like three obvious ones everybody says, Liam Thompson, um, Charlie Sterling, he's another guy I'd say um, from England and Progress and stuff. I watched him on uh, one of Target shows uh, when I was there and like I've watched some of his matches on like Progress On Demand and OTT since and he's just like the best heavyweight like in the country, UK. Europe probably like he's phenomenal so probably him one day as well not a bad wee bucket list to go with um so before we kind of uh, wrap up our chat here we do get one more question or it's not really a question it's more a request uh from uh, Mikey Hislop he's asked cut a promo on Hulk Hogan <sighs> do I need to in Hulk Hogan like really dark. I don't want to no no Mikey <laughs> that's my promo I've been at work all day. I've not mustered up the energy to cut a promo on Hulk Hogan. I'm not. No. Is, is this a particular sore point? Is do you have do you have plenty to say no, about Hulk Hogan? Mind. I don't mind Hulk Hogan. Like, I just don't want to like delve into a promo because I don't know what will come out the mouth. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um. So, I Hulk Hogan. I, he's done some shit things, hasn't he? But I like. I'm, we will get the energy mustered up and uh, you can throw a video I was going to throw a video out but that might end up being worse when you go on a three minute rant about Hulk Hogan and he, he, <laughs> uh, he tells you to, to something about jabroni marks working yourself into a shoot <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 be the best I don't video. want to fucking ban every like wrestling promotion potentially shooting on Hulk Hogan, you can't do that, man. Hey, will still take you though. They want to book him. They want ah, to... exactly. That's there you go. Sorted. Uh, yeah, but so th- thanks for taking the the time. That was a bit of a weird way to end it. I didn't know how that was going to go when I asked that question about cutting a promo on Hulk Hogan. But uh, is there anything that you want to to plug? And because it's going out, like say on the 29th, uh, anything you want to plug? And of course, plug your social media. 
Um, social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all UNRAWPW. Um, capital letter on the PW, and then it's just my name, UNRAW. Um, try to think anything else. Buy my eight by tens. I've still got some of them available. Um, I'll sell two for ten pound postage with a signature. I might be famous one day, probably not. So, buy it anyway, but it helps me. Do you know what I mean? Um, support your local wrestlers and also I've got some t-shirt designs made up I'm going to look at getting them printed really soon I've been meaning to do it for a while now not had the chance but um, they should be out hopefully by about November time so keep your eyes out on that as well Excellent just in time for, for, for being pro too uh, so yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for taking part in today's chat um, of course before I hit, stop hitting record we've got to to at least plug uh, LKS Online Dojo again. So this is thanks to Luke King Sharp's Online Dojo. This has been set up. Uh, check out for for seminars and guests of just everywhere. Is is like we've discussed. His black book is bursting with names that mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to end up in there. A lot of good just like general wrestling advice goes in there as well. Like not even like the seminars are great, but like sometimes just the posts would go in there like are so informal and stuff so even if you're not like wanting to do the seminars what you should do um but like just like a lot of good stuff in there just to go through and read and you'll learn stuff so yeah as well sorry to interrupt but no no you you use it more than i do i mean i I did i did one with with kriger because it was free and then what am i gonna learn from it i'm not wrestling but (laughs) um, at least i can see the posts and i can see the conversation starting especially when when you get guys like tj rage and that promoters going in and actually giving advice and and do what what and do's and don'ts for cvs and and things so it's definitely worthwhile doing but um like i said i'll leave it to the rest of you in evening but but thanks again before i stop hitting record but thanks for joining me again no, I thought did you stop hitting record? No, no, I haven't stopped hitting it yet. Um, oh, I'll say, I was it, this is the bit. This is like at the start when when we were. I already asked how you were, and then I asked how you were when I hit record. This is the bit where I say goodbye, then I stop recording, and then say goodbye properly. But anyway, that's it. This is all staying. Who knows? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah.